It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Uh, I've shared this on the show before, but back in 2014, I had a life-threatening illness where I was in the hospital. I had the swine flu virus and pneumonia, and it was a pretty horrific time uh, for me, uh, not really uh, having any idea if I was going to live through it or not. At least that's what the doctors told me later. But one thing that I had a lot of time to do while I was laying in that hospital bed was to think about how I wanted to impact the world going forward. I wanted to keep doing my radio show. I wanted to write more books. I wanted to speak on more stages, and I've done all of those things. But above and beyond that, There were three very important lessons that I took from that time because when you do have an adverse situation hit you, there are three things that you can do to get yourself through it because it does always get better. One of those things is to treasure your family and your friends. No matter what your current relationships are with them, there's always time to mend those because you never know when they could be taken away from you. And the great blessing that that particular experience gave me was to love and appreciate and treasure those around me. And I believe I have a far greater capacity to give now than I ever did before. And this often happens when you emerge victorious from an adverse situation. The second thing that I learned and was reinforced for me was to be aggressively thankful for everything, not just being thankful, but being aggressively thankful. I take multiple moments a day to reflect on the people and the things that I'm really grateful for. And in my experience, you attract more wonderful things into your life when you are aggressively thankful for what you already have. You can't attract great things into your life when you are in a place of despair, sadness, and lack. These things can only appear in your life when you're operating from a space of love, gratitude, and happiness. And finally, the third great lesson is to take nothing for granted. As I mentioned before, you never know when the things that you have will no longer be available to you. Those things could be friends and family your career, your health, treasure each moment, live fully present as often as possible. Every time you get to talk or hang out with someone you love, it's uh, one less opportunity that you will ever have to experience that, that again. And the closer you are to the finish line in your life, the more that should resonate. So I just wanted to share that with you, and I hope that helps, and I hope that resonates. With all that in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. My guest this week is Nick Halleck. He's been on the show before. I'm so glad to have him back again. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Nick Halleck is the founder and CEO of Financial Freedom Institute, Lifestyle Revolution, and The Five-Day Weekend. He's also got a brand new book called The Five-Day Weekend, which we will explore uh, quite a bit in today's show. He became a multimillionaire and amassed great wealth through uh, savvy investments in property, business, and financial markets. His companies have financially educated and life-coached over a million clients in over 57 countries. 
He generates passive income. He builds recurring subscription businesses. He's investing in tech startups and multifamily apartment complexes. And he's currently an angel investor and strategic advisor for several tech startups in the U.S. He's traveled around the world. He's gone to over 150 countries. He's been to the bow of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean to have lunch. He's been active as a mountaineer on some of the world's highest peaks. He performed a halo skydive above the summit of Mount Everest. He climbed into the crater of an exploding erupting volcano for an overnight sleepover. Yes, I said that correctly. He's done so many amazing and exotic and wonderful things, and I cannot wait to explore all of these things with Nick today. So, Nick, thank you for returning to the show. How are you today? Brian, hey, buddy. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm fantastic. <laughs> it is quite the intro, and there are some things that I didn't get to because I, I, we can just talk about all those. Now, for those <laughs> who missed the first episode, it was in late 2014, so it's been three wow. and a half years. Yeah. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can go to successprofilesradio.com. And there's in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link called View All Podcasts. And you can scroll. They're in reverse chronological order. Or you can just control F, Nick Halleck, and you'll find it immediately. But we will discuss a lot of additional things in today's show. So tell us, first of all, about your background, because this is really fascinating, because I think everyone's background leads us to where they are currently. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, um, I'm medically confined to my bedroom for the, for the first decade of my life. So chronic allergies, debilitating asthma. So I never really had a, um, a formal education until about age 10. But I got my real education in my first 10 years. Reason being is um, not being able to join academia. I designed my own school curriculum, uh, which consisted of the um, Encyclopedia Britannica and the crazy world of Tintin. Uh, at age eight, I drafted the other top 10 list of my goals, my life, uh, which in effect became my screenplay. So I wrote down my screenplay. I've been the actor, the producer, and the director. And I've just been acting it out with uh, mathematical certainty for the last 32 years plus. And um, I'm an investor, I'm an entrepreneur, and I use all the funds that I generate to basically monetize and um, fund my crazy um, adventure, maverick lifestyle. And um, that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis, um, but I'm um, really enjoying myself. <laughs> that is fantastic, and you wrote down a list of 10 goals that you wanted to accomplish in your lifetime. You've accomplished eight of them? That's correct. Eight down, two more to go. What haven't you done yet? Okay, so basically, um, I, I've lived in Russia, got qualified as a, as a certified civilian astronaut. I've already rocketed to the edge of space. Uh, I'm, I'm still in mission allocation status for a flight to the International Space Station uh, to live on uh, man's only uh, manned Earth uh, post, basically in space, about 300 miles above the Earth, and to walk on the moon. They're my last two. But I have a contingency for um, both of those. But obviously, I'm going to do whatever it takes to fulfill uh, and complete my top 10 list of goals that I wrote down as an eight-year-old. Wow. So we we talked about a couple. Well, we talked about a bunch of these on the last show, but I alluded to a couple of them. You dive to the bottom of the ocean to have lunch on the bow of the Titanic. How crazy was yep. that? Uh, well, for me, it's, uh, I think, you know, the Titanic is the most immortalized shipwreck in history. Uh, my parents were immigrants uh, who, who basically who were fleeing from the old world after post, um, you know, Second World War, uh, going to the new world. So, uh, I mean, my life started on a, on a my life actually started on a uh, immigrant ship. So for me to, um, to dive five miles deep uh, in the North Atlantic Ocean 
and have lunch on the bow of the, the most immortalized shipwreck in history, uh, a time capsule of 1912. Uh, it is still surreal just to think about it. And I actually became the first person since the actual sinking to have lunch and a shot of alcohol on the bow of the Titanic. Wow. That is absolutely crazy. So yeah. I have to ask, what did you have? Uh, yeah, sure. Basically, uh, it was a bounty chocolate. I had, I had tuna sandwiches and I had a shot of vodka. So here I am in a pressurized biosphere, five miles deep. Uh, there's no chain, no tether. I just open up the ballast tanks, take on seawater, sink all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And I just basically viewed life at five miles deep and just um, the most beautiful, the most incredible, surreal wreck. Uh, the bow is very much intact. The stern looked like it's gone for a food processor. Um, but um, spectacular. It was a spectacular dive. That is fantastic. And, of course, you got to sleep in a pyramid overnight. Uh, yes. Um, I, I, <laughs> there's a bit of a backstory to that. I actually um, bribed a deposed dictator back in 2007. Uh, he's actually deposed now, but he was the other uh, dictator at the time. And I basically gave the government, I gave his government uh, an offer they couldn't refuse. I sound like the godfather there, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. But um, I had a crazy look. I mean, I, look, I loved Egyptology. I, I started, I mean, I just loved the whole, you know, ancient element of the, uh, the pharaohs and the pyramids. But um, not only did I want to visit the pyramid, I actually wanted to be locked up inside and sleep inside of a, light, in, inside of a, uh, a sarcophagus. And it wasn't just any sarcophagus. The sarcophagus that I wanted to sleep on was a sleep in, was the same one that Napoleon slept in, Alexander the Great, and the, um, uh, Herodotus, and Sir Isaac Newton. And one wow. of my mentors, one of my heroes, was Dr. Paul Brunton. He was the last guy to draw back in 1935. And I was reading his autobiography, and that really inspired me to, um, uh, to you know, head off to Egypt and then work out how I could do the exact same thing. And uh, that was 2007. Um, it was December, a few weeks before Christmas, and uh, yeah, I basically had one of the oldest man-made structures, 5,000 years old, as my private residence for the night, and I slept and I snored <laughs> inside of the actual sarcophagus, but um, yeah, very, very cool. That is absolutely amazing. So uh, you did a TEDx talk. I, I watched that on YouTube uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, or it was on oh, Sunday, no. it was. How did you get to do that? Back in, I think I've done a few now. I think I did one back in 2009, and the last one I did was in 2010. Uh, I think the one in 2010 was in Romania, eight years ago. Wow! But um, I've done a few TEDx talks now. Um, I think my goal now is um, uh, I'll do TEDx talks in countries that I've never been to because I'm down. I'm down to my last um, 45 countries now. I've, I've done 150 countries, so if there's a country that I haven't been to that um, that has a TEDx talk, then I'll definitely um, I'll fly over and I'll do the um, the talk. But um, yeah, they're they're a great. Um, if you haven't been to any type of a TEDx um, type of ecosystem, uh, yeah, just you know, be in the orbit of individuals that are transmitting the highest frequency of wisdom at all times. Absolutely, be inspirational. That is absolutely fantastic. I love that. What is your favorite place in the world that you've visited so far? Uh, well, the favorite place is um, actually Morocco, and I ended up um, building a home there in um, 2006. Uh, I built a home in a place called Sadia, which is um, on the northern Mediterranean in Morocco. Uh, it's near the, all the Kasbahs, uh, the old medieval towns. And the reason why I love Morocco is because it's 
it's probably the closest thing to stepping back in, stepping back a thousand years. Um, you know, you walk past snake charmers, you walk past uh, guys that are walk that are just walking past you, and they look like Obi Wan Kenobi in his robes. Uh, yeah. It is just, it is really like stepping back in history. And I love the colors, the color skins. I love the mountains. Uh, I just love all the all the palm trees, uh, and I just love that particular culture because there's a there's a, there's a there's a Muslim influence. There's an Andalusian Spanish influence. There's a Mediterranean influence, and mm-hmm. there's also uh, an Assyrian and also a French uh, influence uh, in Morocco. So I just love, I just love the other cultural diversity elements of it too. But um, spectacular okay. scenery, beautiful, beautiful, rich turquoise blue skies. Okay, and that is fantastic. Morocco. All right, great. We are at the break. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time. You may not know how. Or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. He is the author of the book Five Day Weekend, which we will explore shortly. And uh, if you've not picked up my brand new book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. You can find it in Barnes & Noble stores. You can also find it on Amazon. I would love a review. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. So, Nick, let me ask you. What is your big why? I think most successful and driven people have a mission in life. Yeah, definitely. Well, we all know the um, two most important days, the day you're born and the day you discover why you're born. I mean, for me, it's, um, it's look, I, I know for a fact that, you know, life isn't, you know, life isn't measured by the amount of breaths you take. 
but by the other moments that take your breath away. So for me, that definitive why is um, seeking those, you know, the, the moments, those priceless moments in history that just take my breath away. And that's, that's what I subscribe to. Uh, I, I don't, I'm obviously um, not uh, tethered to conventional thinking. Uh, there is, I don't entertain any type of um, monolithic ideology in relation to how I think. I will always exhibit baby flexibility and I will always take massive action. But at all times, I mean, you know, uh, I'm a contrarian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I don't get told I'm insane at least once a day, then I'm too mainstream, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's actually fantastic. Let's let's dive into your book, The Five Day Weekend. This actually started as a series of live events first, didn't it? Absolutely, definitely. Well, I actually, a bit of a backstory here. I actually ran the um, the live events as a forum, uh, as a focus group in relation to the content that I was going to share in the actual book. So I started the um, uh, the. I mean, I've been look. I've been a, a big event promoter now since the year two thousand. So I've conducted. You know, thousands of events in over 57 countries. So I started doing the other uh, five-day weekend events back in 2014, and I ran it just simply as focus groups. You know, just um, channeling exactly the type of content that uh, respondents or participants in the, uh, the actual uh, seminars uh, wanted in an actual book kind of thing. And then what, what you got now is the findings and the um, uh, you know the, the data set uh, of all those events that uh, that took place back in 2014. And, uh, you know, the five-day weekend now has become a book, uh, the formula, the strategy is about 27 years in the making. And it just it teaches you how to basically keep more money, how to make more money, how to grow more money, so you can add three more days to your weekend. Wow. that That's brilliant. Most people write the book first and then do live events, which is the way that I'm probably I've, – I've got three books now. I've never done yep. a live event, but that's something that I do plan on doing in, in my future. But you did live events first to decide yep. – which, to define the marketplace. Define yeah, to define marketplace. your marketplace. I mean, to, you know, to in cure, most cases, yeah. I, I would, I, I even create products that I even created. And I actually sell them to determine the market demand, and then based on demand, and then I can basically um, tailor them and personalize them and internalize them, and it gives you the opportunity to to exhibit behavioral flexibility as to how you present the product too, because you know exactly where the market is and what they are seeking. Because all I'm doing is I'm servicing. That um, that thirst and that quest for knowledge, and providing it in a um, you know a 340 page 340 page book, which is uh, the best 340 page business card in the world. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I'm still going through it now, and it's really really amazing. So the philosophy you, behind you're welcome. The philosophy behind five day weekend, as you mentioned before, is that people normally spend five days in order to enjoy two but you flip the paradigm and you tell us that we can spend five days or spend two days to enjoy the five absolutely because you know the reality is this right i mean academia we went to school five days a week eight hours a day 40 hours a week which Mm -hmm. is kind of like the indoctrination to getting a job you know five days a week eight hours a day 40 hours a week so our academia was simply a factory assembly plant for the sole purpose of producing tax pays, so it was our apprenticeship to getting a job. And what happens is we work in Monday to Friday, we get paroled for the weekend, we <laughs> work in all week, we're, we're, we're hoping that our employer has enough money to pay us on a Friday. And on top of that, we have no guaranteed contract of employment, you know, and if we don't develop enough assets, if we don't develop enough passive income, we're going to be working until we die. And the reality is, you know, one single source of income doesn't work anymore, you know. And what I'm teaching is how to keep on money, how to repatriate money that is legally owed to you. 
next? How do we make more money by being a little bit more entrepreneurial, for example, having a bit of a side hustle, you know, how to, how to save 10% of your total debt in, a, in an emergency account, how to basically have at least nine months of salary income in a wealth account as a backup kind of thing, whilst you pursue your entrepreneurial elements or whatever too. And then knowing that um, how to invest in assets that give you passive income whilst you're dismantling credit card debt and dismantling liabilities, you know. And then the amplification phase is basically, look, anybody can make money, but it's how much money retention do you possess, for example. Anybody can make money, but how much money can you make? Because it's a lot harder to maintain and keep what you've actually generated for your investments. And yeah. so the book really covers every element from keep more money, make more money, grow your money, and how to power up for the rest of your life. So at all times, you know, you're able to illuminate and inspire and be that beacon of life to emotionally inspire and financially inspire any individual who is willing to take massive action. Yeah, that is fantastic. So how did we get to this place? I would imagine the idea of having a J-O-B is an industrial age idea. Absolutely. And, you know, think about this, right? 150 years ago, there was no such thing as a J-O-B. I mean, you know, everybody was a hustler. Everybody was a merchant or entrepreneur working for themselves. These days, we're so hooked into the system, hooked into the grid, that we're subservient. And the sad thing is, by age 35, most individuals have financial diabetes and by age 65, they've got financial cancer. And then within 10 years of retirement, they tend to die. And here's the crazy thing, Brian. You know, if you're counting down the days to your weekend, I already know you despise your life. Mm-hmm. If you're counting down the months until your next vacation, you despise your life. And if you're counting down the years until retirement, you despise and you hate what you're doing in your life. Because for a lot of us, we are, and this, this relates to 95% of the adult population here in the United States. 95% of individuals just have a job of necessity. Mm-hmm. Very few of us have a career of choice where we basically monetize our, we would monetize our skill set and our passion. You know? And it's yeah. really sad because we don't thrive anymore. We just merely survive. And I, and I think, you know, if you look at, um, you know, look, look, at, look, at, look at a mobile phone, look at your cell phone. The phone has really evolved over the last 120 years. When you look at the first phones back in the early 1900s, look at the automobile today. We've got electric cars. 120 years ago, you know, you've got the Model T, what have you, which, which was about 20 horsepower. Now you've got cars at about 1,400 horsepower. But look at the classroom today. And look at the classroom 120 years ago. Nothing has changed. Right. No, it hasn't. It's very archaic. I mean, it doesn't teach us to think. It doesn't teach us to be independent. It, this, the education system today seems to teach us to be slaves to the system, which I think is what they want. Absolutely. And it's been, it's been mathematically primed to ensure that we take on capitalism we take on debt and we're, we're always on the wrong side of capitalism and when you take on too much debt now you become subservient and you live in fear of losing your house your car you're, you're, you know, you got, you got so many of these you got so many crazy expenses that are now overriding and dictating the reality of your life and what happens is we lose sight of the most important things all those things that we want to achieve as a young child i mean when i was eight i wrote down the crazy top 10 list of goals these days we don't question we don't probe there's no there's no secret killing of imagination or probing of curiosity. We simply become very opinionated. It's just opinions and just statements. And we just surrender ourselves to the process of life 
And after age 35, after age 40, we stop fighting. We, we, just, we, we just surrender ourselves to the process of life. And then effectively, you know, it's, we're, we're looking forward to our retirement. And most people that I know in my ecosystem, most millionaires have no desire to retire. But those who generate thirty dollars or $40,000 and have given up on life are counting down the years until retirement. That's why they're being conditioned and institutionalized by the system. Yeah. So how do you create your own economy? How do you get off of that hamster wheel? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, um, you know, here's the thing. Never be local, nominally orientated to your community in relation to business. I'll give an example. When you log onto the internet, I mean, you're a global citizen. You're a global investor over here. 24-7, money does not discriminate irrespective of your background or where you came from over here. So you want to create your own personal economy. What I do is this. I find products that are high in demand over here. I find a market. I find an ecosystem. I create a product, and I simply service that addiction to that respective product or educational service over here. So we've got a couple of minutes to our next break. What is the difference between being busy and productive? Well, first of all, uh, when you're productive, it means that you're fully optimized. Uh, you fully understand your ultradian rhythms. Um, by productivity, I mean, the best ultradian rhythm cycle is every 90 minutes, then take a break. Another 90 minutes, then take a 25-minute break. Another 90 minutes, then take a 25-minute break. If you're working seven hours straight, what happens is you're going to crash because in the afternoon, you're going to load up on sugar, you're going to load up on coffees, you're going to be tired, you're going to be yawning. And you lose all productivity. So at all times, I want to be optimized. I sleep six hours a day. Now, I say six hours a day. It doesn't necessarily have to be at nighttime, so long as it's six hours a day. Seven hours after I've woken up, I have a 25-minute power nap. And that allows me to be recharged for another eight hours. I drink plenty of fluids, so I'm always optimized. The old training rhythms. And about an hour before I crash, before I sleep, um, just so I don't disrupt my circadian rhythm, um, basically, it's all lights out, and I just unwind. That way, I'm fully calibrated to go back into a, um, a stage four REM sleep movement so I can wake up another six hours later over here. And that's how I remain fully optimized at all times. Fantastic. While I'm thinking about this, Nick, where can we find your book, The Five-Day Weekend? Yeah, sure. Basically, at 5dayweekend.com or um, on Amazon or any leading bookstore or the airport stores. I mean, the book right now is in, a, is in about about a 1,000 outlets uh, around the United States. Or just go to 5dayweekend.com, which is the actual ecosystem for the actual book. Fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. The book is called Five Day Weekend. Please stay with us. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. 
looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. He is the author of the book, Five day weekend and so the the basic tenets of your book you you did allude to this a little bit earlier but you talk about keep your money make more money grow your money power up your journey and live your purpose can you give us a brief overview of what those things mean yeah definitely and and the reason why i thought i sort of staged it like that is because most investors are not entrepreneurs Mm. and most entrepreneurs have no idea about investing and you you would think they're, they're closely linked but they're not I mean, you know, and a lot of individuals who are investors, they usually come from a JOB where they're using after-tax dollars, and they're investing, but they can't invest too much because, obviously, their income is capped. And, look, you know, if you're working in a JOB, unfortunately, you're getting paid to work. If you're an entrepreneur and you're an investor, you get paid to think because those who get paid to work work for those who get paid to think. So with the book, The Five-Day Weekend, we teach you everything about keeping more money. So, for example, how to give, giving yourself an instant pay rise and dismantling credit card debt and personal loan debt or whatever, too. Next, we'll show you how to be more entrepreneurial, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Shopify or being a, a social media consultant, for example. I mean, there are so many, there are so many different tangents we're going to go into, and these cost nothing to get started. I mean, you know, if you've got credit card debt, hey, Drive some Uber in the, in the evenings or the weekends. It doesn't cost anything to join Uber, but you can go right there and start driving. Now, here's the crazy thing too, Brian. If you don't want to drive Uber and you have a car that you're not even using, you can actually rent that car out to Uber drivers. I've got a friend of mine in London. He's, made, he's generating, check this out, he's generating at least $100,000 every month mm. for simply renting out his vehicles. He's got 50 Toyota Priuses. Listen, listen. he went out there and he bought 50 secondhand uh, Toyota Priuses. And he's renting them out at $2,000 a month to to drivers who don't have a car but want to drive Uber. So how's this, right? He covers all the insurance. He covers... It covers all the fees, and he charges two grand. So he's generating a hundred. He's generating. He's generating about a hundred thousand dollars a month for simply renting out his fleet of Toyota Priuses. That's one point two. That's one point two million dollars a year. Yeah, and that is so. That is so insane, and it's so outside the box. And you have to learn to think like that. Absolutely, so, thinking outside of the box. And you know, I'm going to say this: these drivers. So basically. You know, for for each that two thousand dollars, there's three drivers, twenty four hours. So they drive eight hours, eight hours, eight hours for the full day. So the cars are continuously out there, and that two thousand dollars is split with three other drivers for 
that are allocated to each car. So my point is, you can generate so much just being a little bit more creative and being more of a contrarian. Wow, that's amazing. Was the five-day weekend possible 30 years ago? You know what? I, w- I, w- I would say 30 years ago, you would have been h- highly dependent on real estate investments, you know, mm. because the entrepreneurial side, meaning you would probably have to go out there, have a second or third business, for example, outside of your JRB, and then until you um, were able to raise enough to raise enough salary to replace your job income, for example. These days with technology, specifically in the last five, 10 years, I mean, it's incredible what you can do right now from, you know, being a social media consultant to Uber to basically Amazon to building out your own Shopify store and doing drop shipment from um, AliExpress and whatever too. So there's so many ways. I mean, look, everything is moving online. The sooner you embrace online, the sooner you become an online marketer and have an understanding how to find markets that people are looking for, you know. And all mm-hmm. I do is this. I find what people are addicted to or what, whether it's a product or a service or any type of education. And I create the most amazing product and I, I over-deliver and I simply service that, that particular need or whatever too. And look, I build subscription business-based models, you know, and the great thing about that is, I mean – that's great passive income, but my point is that's just entrepreneurial. It's what you invested in. It's how you find better gainful employment for the money that you do earn. So I yeah. go out there, invest in assets, and those assets, and I'm talking about in particular multifamily apartment buildings. I'm buying buildings of you know 50 to 80 apartments, and I know that by 2021, 105 million Americans will be renting. And it's mm. going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal demand for real estate. And it's that millennial market that I'm targeting over here for the next 34 years because now the millennials have now surpassed the baby boomers. The baby boomers, you know, they're basically stepping down from their middle-class homes or whatever too, but the, but the millennials have no desire to buy property. They have higher disposable income, and they are more happy to rent for the next 10, 20, 30 years of their life. Wow. That is amazing. And here's the other thing that's really cool too, and I know you do this. Most people only make money where they live, but you make money in every time zone. That's a really cool yeah, idea. Absolutely, you know, because a lot of individuals, you know, it's just it's the their localonomics is basically making money in your own little single community. And you're mm-hmm. basically making money from Monday to Friday, from nine AM Monday to five PM Friday. Well, you know how much money you're leaving on the table? And one single source of income just doesn't cut anymore because the sad thing is the majority of most incomes created, it's all active. It's reliant on somebody to report to a workstation, a cubicle, or a factory floor. There's no passive income. So let me ask you this. What is the best thing that parents can do for their children in terms of building an abundance mindset with them? Definitely. I think the best thing for the, for the first 10 years is forget about IQ. IQ is not important. EQ is the most important, the most prolific foundation for a child. EQ from self-esteem, belief system, ambition, drive, the, the ability to emotionally vent and discuss issues, hurdles, obstacles, problems. You know, that EQ, uh, that creativity, that thinking inside of the box, being, being, being held accountable to your goals and your dreams and your ambitions. Then once you solidify that, your emotional foundation, you know, you're solidifying it, then you can erect a skyscraper as a monument to your existence in relation to IQ. So you build your IQ on top of EQ, not the other way around. 
Wow, that's fantastic. I love that. So let me ask you about the importance or the willing your willingness to put yourself in just awkward, uncomfortable situations because that's really critical. A lot of people love to live in their comfort zone, but that's not where the growth happens. No, the magic happens outside. I mean, for me, I always want to be, you know, I always want to be in an awkward situation where individuals are, you know, basically, um, you know, dialed into a high frequency than me at all times. That's how I learn. You know, and I tell anybody, you know, if you're the one doing all the talking, then find new friends. Uh, if you're doing all the listening, you're in the right ecosystem because it basically means they know more than what you know. And um, it's like anything, be in the orbit of individuals that are transmitting the highest frequency of wisdom at all times. And go out there, seek their counsel, work for them for free. You have nothing to lose, you know. And never let, never let academia get in the way of a good education, but go out there and seek real-world education. Fantastic. What are some of your favorite ways to generate passive income? I know we've mentioned subscription-based services. We've mentioned real estate. Yeah. For me, um, definitely those two. Uh, look, I mean, so what I do is my, my entrepreneurial strategies are primarily, um, you know, subscription-based business models. Uh, in relation to assets, uh, I'm investing in multifamily apartment buildings, and I also do a lot of underwriting of insurance policies on the S&P 500 on Wall Street. So I do a lot of contracts pretty much every Friday, uh, and, you know, with the financial markets. So I'm generating cash flow. I'm generating cash flow by investments from the financial markets, and I'm generating capital growth with my real estate. But entrepreneurial-wise, I've got my um, subscription-based business models that generates really good income uh, literally on a daily basis. And I use 100% of that, and I funnel it into the financial markets as well as into real estate. And then the money generated the money generated out of real estate and my assets, I use that money, which is now emotionally disconnected money, and I use that to basically fund, um, you know, whether, I'm being, uh, whether uh, it's an angel investing round or I'm a venture capitalist, in helping a new company get off the ground. See, the most important thing is about investing. There's a hierarchical emo- emotional element of money. So with, a, with emotionally connected money, you want to be a lot more conservative. So you invest in something, and when that new product makes money, that money is now emotionally disconnected. Now you can be a lot more aggressive to chase the high-yield, unicorn-styled investments that are more speculative, high-yield, but you can also lose money. But my point is, that's emotionally disconnected money as opposed to using your after-tax dollars, which are emotionally connected monies. Wow, that's fantastic. And I know that in order to do a lot of these things, you have to hire people or work with people who can help you build these businesses. So when you interview people, what what do you want to know from them? What is your favorite thing to ask? Easy. I, I never look at... Um, I don't look at any work resume. I look at a life resume. I ask them what they've done in their life, where they traveled. And I also ask them what was, what was three of the top biggest failures and how they dug themselves out of the hole. That's all I ask. So it's a life resume as opposed to a job resume. And I ask them, what are your three greatest failures? Tell me, step by step, what you did to dig yourself out of that hole. Because, you see, look, any product, any service can be improved. But people cannot be improved. Once that, neuro, once that neuroplasticity is basically grooved and, you know, it's it's very hard to change a person once they're basically dialed into a particular frequency. But the point is, you know, I want to, you know, disrupt an individual 
and really give them the ability because ultimately when I want to create a business, I want to find the best quarterback to run that business because I know my strengths are I'm a visionary. I create products on demand and I create new services and I create brands. I don't work in a business. I don't work in that, um, you know, I, I just don't work in an office type environment because me, I'm traveling around the world. I'm a cyber gypsy. I work on my business and my cell phone is my baton, like a conductor who conducts an orchestra pit of specialized individuals. That's what I do. I find my quarterbacks and I'm the conductor at all times. Fantastic. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going today. My very, very special guest this week is Nick Halleck, and you can find his book Five Day Weekend at nickhalleck.com. You can also go to fivedayweekend.com. Is that right? That's correct, fivedayweekend.com. Fantastic. And it's the number five. You don't have to spell out the number. It's Five Day Weekend, the number five. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will return shortly. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. or the people who study dreams tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experienced more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matatulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. He is the author of the book Five Day Weekend. And so I would love to ask you, Nick, what is your definition of freedom? 
uh, never seeking security, but always being in a position to buy back your economic freedom, where you operate with your own stimulus plan and your own personal economy, so you're never reliant on anybody but yourself. That is fantastic. I love that. So here's what I want to ask, because the economy, the financial markets, the financial condition tends to go up and down. It goes in cycles. So how do we insulate or prepare ourselves for whenever that inevitable downturn happens? Because we don't want to get caught, right? Definitely. Uh, Well, in the five-day weekend, I actually have a whole chapter dedicated to predicting seasons of the economy. In fact, our next downturn will be in the early uh, 2020, probably late 2020. But uh, I tell everybody, have at least nine months of salary in an emergency account. Always have 10% of your total debt in an emergency account as well. So, for example, if you've got $200,000 in debt, have $20,000 as a backup. Always have at least nine months of salary. And also, pay yourself first. You're the most qualified individual in the world. You are the most unique individual in the world. Everybody else can wait Pay yourself first. I mean, what I used to do as a young child, I used to actually invoice myself. I used to send, I used to actually mail out an invoice to myself. And then a couple of days later, I'll go to my letterbox, I receive an invoice, Nick Halleck, you need to pay Nick Halleck money. So my point there is pay yourself first. And I will stay, start with at least 15%, then pay yourself 20%, then 30%, and then build it up to 50%. So whatever you generate, you're paying yourself first. Those monies can only be deposited in a wealth account, for example. So what you do is you set up another bank account and you organize an automatic debit or like a sweep account. So automatically, 50% is taken out and deposited into another savings account. Now that account, you're going to call it the wealth account, and that can only be used to buy residential investments. So my point is, imagine you've been saving 30% of everything you've earned since age 18. How much money would you have right now? Millions of dollars, right? Right. And that's probably the best way for like that fiscal discipline. Create that sweep account. So you never see that money. That money is sweeped into another account. It's not linked to a debit card. It's not linked to a checking account. You can only use it via bank wire to be paid as a deposit to acquire real estate investments over here. So you can start to build your asset and your portfolio. Is it wise to own your real estate in various markets because they, they they tend to fluctuate? The last downturn we had, some areas of the country were doing very, very well and others lagged behind. And then when the upturn came again, those first downturns moved faster. Where I buy my real estate is this. I never buy a luxury real estate. I, don't, I never buy Section 8 housing. I'm always buying housing one step below the middle class because when the economy When the economy is ravaged, the first individuals to lose it all is usually the middle class. And the middle class has to step one – for them, it's one step down into my ecosystem of residential real estate. So you can see what I'm doing here. So I'm targeting my niche or what particular um, sector of the populace that I'm actually providing a service to. And my real estate is in growing areas. I don't buy – track homes or new development areas, whatever too. I'm buying in existing areas um, close to like, you know, good uh, infrastructure, highways, facilities, schooling, whatever too. So I've got that ecosystem of tenants ready to rent my properties over here. Do you invest in vacation real estate too? Never. Never? Because, hol- no, never holiday. I mean, you know, what I tell anybody is like, you know, if, if your real estate is hard dependent on 
vacation traffic, uh, that it's too speculative. I'll give you an example mm. over here. A friend of mine bought a holiday home on Lake Travis in Texas. When Lake Travis lost 50% of its water, uh, real estate plummeted 50%. It's amazing how the plummeting water levels basically show the same, the same point of valuation of the actual respective property over here. So you never buy in tourist locations, okay? If it's dependent on tourist locations, what if there's an airline strike? Mm. You know, what if it's a cyclone? What if it's a hurricane? My point is, be, I mean, for me, there's two states that um, I keep the majority of all my American investments, and that's Florida and that's Texas. Why? Because they're growing areas. Yeah. And also uh, lower and also lower taxes. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. Yeah. And, so and no state is, income tax either. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for probability here. I'm stacking the odds in my favor. Why? Because I'm looking for mathematical certainty over here. You know, at all times, you know, I look, it's, you, you want to be the house, the casino. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? Stack the odds in your favor all time. Don't be the sucker. Don't be the speculative individual. And very seldom do you meet a rural investor because too many. These days, there are too many speculators that simply outlay money with the hope of making money. I despise the word hope. Yeah. I don't believe in a word one day. I don't believe in a word luck. For me, you've got to go out there, and it's just simply understanding mathematics and understanding the odds and probability. Exactly. And this is why you don't invest in anything that moves, right? Absolutely. So for me, it's like it's, you know, it's, I mean, look. I love boats. I love toys, but they're all liabilities, you know. And mm -hmm. look, look at look at look at the, look at America right now. You know, one in six Americans has a storage unit. Why? Because the house is full of crap with things made in China, and then it ends up in boxes in the garage. These days, you don't see a car in the garage. Why? Because you just see boxes, and the car mm -hmm. is usually outside the driveway. And then when the garage is full of crap, it ends up in a storage unit. Adding another four or five hundred dollars in expenses on a monthly basis. It's insane. Yeah. You know, one point four trillion dollars in consumer debt in this country, just on credit cards. And the sad thing, Brian, is this credit cards are now perceived as supplemental income. That is crazy. Sup supplemental income. Insane. Mm -hmm. And when we go out there to invest, we're actually speculating. Yeah, we wow. were using after tax dollars to speculate as opposed to investing. And then paying tax at a later date. Anyway, but um, I don't, I won't go. <laughs> that's a whole different road when you talk about taxes yeah. and knowing how to. Um, but the point is, you've just got to be far more astute. Be profound in relation to your money, because listen, when money comes to you, it's emotionally connected, right? Because you have emotional skin in the game. It's up to you to invest it in assets that are going to generate revenue. Then it's that revenue which is now emotionally disconnected, and you can use that revenue to invest in high yield investments. Where you Absolutely. can chase that unicorn. And, you know, that's what I do. So a lot of my tech start businesses, I mean, it's revenue generated from my real estate, not for my own personal efforts. Yeah. Oh, that is so important. You are using income from your investments to fund other investments. Exactly. By high yield investments. Because if I take a hit, a massive hit, I can lose all my money and I'm not emotionally affected. Why? Because it wasn't, I didn't have any emotional skin in that money. Does that make yeah. sense? Exactly. See, exactly. my point is, Money, there's a hierarchical element to money. You need to understand it, you know. So, and it, it all goes back to the philosophy that I teach in the five-day weekend. Understand money. And look, like, like Einstein always says, just learn how to play better than anybody else. Learn how the game of mathematics work in life. Because mathematics 
can be applied to anything in your life. Exactly. So we are, as we are winding down, talk a little bit about uh, the resources you have available. If someone buys your book from the five day weekend site, they get yeah. something out of it, right? Definitely. So if you go to five day weekend.com, uh, buy a book or two, give to your family, share the love and the passion of the five day weekend spirit. Um, on the website, we have about 16 passport resources, uh, phenomenal data points and uh, phenomenal information and knowledge, as well um, as, you know, you, you become part of the ecosystem. Uh, you can follow me on social media. And uh, I'm always giving away tips and ideas and just, um, uh, you know, letting you in on investments that I'm actually currently investing in. And then you can do your own due diligence uh, if something actually resonates best with you. But um, step one, join the ecosystem. Go to 5dayweekend.com. And acquire the book or two for um for yourself or for some loved ones or whatever too. Absolutely fantastic. Less than two minutes until the end. Here's the question I ask everyone, Nick. Who inspires and motivates you? Wow, who inspires me? Mm-hmm. I guess for me, well, you know, this I guess there's um there's giants in history that are basically pioneering human development. I think if you look at individuals like you know Peter Demanis or Elon Musk. But I also look towards um, historical figures in relation to what they accomplished uh, back in their time in, the, in those ages kind of thing. So, I'm a, you know, I love history. I love Alexander the Great. Uh, you know, I love, you know, I love bringing out the art of war. I mean, I love a lot of my, um, my, my faculty of thinking is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of historical um, origins to it in relation to how I think. But uh, for me, so anything that's going to progress humanity but um, whatever's also going to sharpen our entrepreneurial acts and change and alter and raise our thermostat of thinking so we can all become economically independent and, most importantly, buy back our economic freedom to live a life. Absolutely. We are coming down to the end. Thank you, Nick, so much for being here. It was an honor and a privilege to have you back again, my friend. Thank you, Brian. Absolute pleasure, my friend. You bet. And go to 5dayweekend.com to order the 5-Day Weekend book. It's phenomenal. I promise you will not be disappointed. And thank you all for listening and spending part of your day with us here at Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class expert and hear how they succeeded, what they overcame, and the lessons we can derive from their journey. And I thank you once again for joining us. Join us next Monday. It's going to be an awesome and epic experience once again. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Have a fantastic day. And until then, make it great. Goodbye, everyone. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success 